Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Episode of the Ever Black Podcast is brought to you by Death Wish Hot Rods and Customs. Check out their Instagram for all their new t-shirts, caps, beanies, cups, and the all-new Atomic Death lineup. Hey, this is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dolly Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Guam. Going to battle fear factory. This is George Corps, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delegate. This is Wade from our last enemy. Magnificent two thousand feet. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Bruce Anderson. Rex from Kilbevo Hill. This is Gary Bruce from Sepultura, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. Alice, it's it's an absolute pleasure having you on the show. Uh, I'm a massive fan, have been for many years, and uh, you've just released your new album, Detroit Stories. And I personally think this album is like one of your best. Uh, um, you know, it's I got when I when we decided it, we didn't have a concept on this. Normally, Bob Ezra and I will have a concept going into the record, yeah. and because I think albums connect should be storylines, you know, and we didn't have one on this, and we decided let's just do twelve great rock tracks. And then that took us to, well, we can't do that in Nashville. We can't do that in L.A. or New York. Let's go to Detroit. So we get to the, you know, the whole idea of Detroit. And then once we got there, we started going, well, let's use all Detroit players. So now we're going to get this. And then it ends up being, let's do a tribute to Detroit, because that's really where Ellis started. And with the Stooges and the MC5 and you know, Seeger and Nugent and Susie, everybody, we all started in Detroit. And I, I said, those guys are still around. I can, say, I can get Johnny B on drums and we can get Wayne Kramer on guitar. And, and the band ended up being so good. Paul uh, uh, Reynolds on, on bass. And uh, I mean, really, really great, great, great band. It ended up being that we, we I said, we can't layer this album now. Now we have to just let this band play live. That's insane. And, <laughs> and they did. We just taught them the songs. They played live, and I just did the vocal on top of it. Because because you couldn't waste that band. You couldn't let them just do parts. You had to let them play the whole song. You know, that's incredible. That is absolutely how. I mean, how difficult was it getting everyone together? To, to not do- at all zero. You yeah. know, I we called one guy up. You know, and then he says, "Oh, well, let me call this guy. I know that guy, and let me call him." And and pretty soon we got to the studio, and there's all these great musicians. You know, I mean, you can't get more Detroit than Johnny B from Mitch Ryder on drums. He is the premier drummer in Detroit for the last 50 years. Yeah. And he's still as good as he ever has been. And you can't get more Detroit than Wayne Kramer from from MC5. I mean, he is Detroit. <laughs> so the, the funny thing was, though, was that once you get in the studio with these guys, there's a built in R&B thing going on that they can't help it's just in the dna yeah yeah you know that's motown there and all that these guys play hard rock but there's this little bit of r&b that i said i told them i said whatever you do don't get rid of that i said i want all that on the record you know if if you if if you're gonna go in one direction go in the r&b direction you know even if it's a hard rock song and 
that they said that's just the way we play you know and i said well good that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> it is it is a lot of fun this album is a, a lot of fun uh you know it's it's got uh it's serious rock and roll but there's also some pretty funny moments on there like uh the opening line to what uh, drunken in love yes <laughs> i mean, I mean <laughs> well you know every city every city has people living under the bridge yes you know in cardboard boxes and i thought we got to cover the blues area of De- of detroit because that's part of detroit it's like chicago blues detroit blues and uh joe bonamassa said yeah i'd love to play on that and i said well the good thing about this i get to play harp with steve hunter and joe bonamassa you know and i haven't played harp uh, blues harp in a long time so it was fun to, to get to do that but here's a guy that lives in a box and he sees this girl on the other side of the bridge that lives in a box and he goes, wow, I'm in love with this girl. Why I want to get her in my box. And so this, this love affair was just as valid as Romeo and Juliet. Absolutely. I mean, he loves her. She loves him. And he says, you know, let's move in, you know. And, and so we just kept it. It has a bit of it's a bit of a funny, you know, lyric on it. But at the same time, I think it's really a sweet, a sweet story. It is. It is absolutely, and uh, I mean, there's the line. I mean, we say it down here, "drunk as a skunk," but I've never actually seen a drunk skunk. Do you see? Is that? I mean, do they, do they have fake IDs and little trench coats? Yeah, they do. They they're all underage, all of them. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then half of them are in crack. Also, I mean, I, yes. oh, stop <laughs> it, you skunks! Um, <laughs> but on a serious note, but, I mean, you've you've written some really powerful songs too, uh, with strong messages like. Hey, stupid, and and on this one, hanging on by a thread, yeah, ends with the suicide hotline, which I think is super important. I mean, a lot of us have have lost some people, isn't it? Isn't it amazing? I can't think of anybody that doesn't that hasn't lost somebody to suicide. That's it's really more of a probably more people dying from that than COVID, you know. And you're sitting there, and, and I'm not downplaying COVID at all because I had it. And uh, I got bought my shots now and I'm fine. I'm over it. But suicide, it, COVID will go away. We're going to finally beat COVID. It'll, it'll be yeah. gone next year, right? Suicide is going to be with us forever because it's been with us for the last 6,000 years. It's as far as we can go back. Suicide's been part of it. And it even seems like it's more popular now, you know, with, with younger people committing suicide and uh, I, I, you know, Hey Stupid was about that, but also this song, you know, is just saying, if you have clinical depression, get help. It's not, it's not going to cure itself. You're not going to sit in this dark room. It's a monster and it's going to eat you if you don't, you don't attack it. So that, that was why that song felt, you know, it really should be on the album. But uh, having, I mean, I think having the hotline at the end was, was really 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 great yeah and, and and hopefully people have used it you know i mean I, I you'd be surprised how many emails i got after hey stupid saying i was ready to slip my wrist and then i heard that song and decided not to and i went really i mean because you know that's what you wrote it for but yeah. when you actually hear people saying that it worked uh that's you know that goes beyond how many albums you sold it it it, it really it really worked, you know, so 
that's 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 for something that's better than money, better than anything, you know. And mate, absolutely, absolutely. Have you had the same reaction to hanging on? As well? We haven't, you know, it's, it hasn't been out long enough for me to get those emails yet, but I I, w- I guarantee I will absolutely, I will. and uh, th- that'll be the most satisfying thing about the whole album. Mate, that's the one thing that stuck out. You're you're an absolute blessing, mate. Well, you know, it's uh, I've never had clinical depression. I I can't explain it. But I can think of three or four guys that I knew, yeah, um, you know that uh, that had it, and I didn't even know it. And when they committed suicide, I went, "What? Yeah, come on, you know, because it's a silent sort of very disguised killer, and uh, you can you can fake it for a while, but at some point you're going to be weak enough to actually go through with it." So. You know, that's that's something I, I, I can't explain clinical depression. I, I've never had it. Mate, I, I definitely appreciate what you're doing with that one. That's for sure. And uh, I mean, I'm also a big fan of your daughter, Calico, actually. Oh, I think she, mate, she is insanely talented. She's she's mate. actually here. She's uh, she's at the house today. She's a uh, Bisto Blanco. Uh, Chuck is Chuck Eric's in town and uh so Callie's here, and my son's band Co-op is oh, unbelievable. Nice. They are really strong. That that band is strong. They're, they're like Lincoln Park uh, meets somebody else, but I don't know what it is. But really, really good band. It's in the blood, mate. It is. Yeah, I don't know where they get it from. <laughs> Cal- Calico makes me laugh. You know, she's a she's an improv comedian. Yes, and so is her husband. <clears throat> so when she took on the character of Motor Queen. She, you know, I, I would watch her. I go, "What are you doing?" You know, and, and she's great. She's great up there on stage. It must be. I mean, I'm a dad. Well, I'm a grandpa actually. But um, yeah, hey, here's the metal grandpas, right? Um, Four but, times over. Yeah. <laughs> it must be special sharing that with your family, though. I mean, sharing that with her on stage and connecting that. Well, you know, she was in my show though for years. Yes. You know, when when Cheryl. Uh, when we started having kids, Cheryl dropped out of the show and Cheryl was amazing up there. Yes. Uh, and so Calico, when she got to be about 16, she came out back out on tour with us and she took all those characters Cheryl developed and turned them into some, some other characters. Then when she left, Cheryl came back in the show. And so when you see the show now, when you see the dead bride and you see Mademoiselle Guillotine and all these characters, that's Cheryl. And she's also in the Hollywood vampires. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I, hey, Hollywood vampires is awesome too. That is such great band, mate. You know that uh, the great thing about both those bands was, uh, first of all, I knew Johnny Depp was a guitar player. Hmm. I, 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 I love him as an actor. He's one of the nicest people you ever meet in your life. And we've been together seven years and I've never heard an argument ever about anything. We just get up and have fun on that stage. But Johnny just finished an album with Jeff Beck. Whoa. For anybody out there that's thinking Johnny's just an actor trying to be a guitar player. You don't play with Jeff Beck. No, I've seen him straight. Yeah. Yeah, Unless you're a guitar player. So, so Johnny is like that hit guy is, people are shocked when they see him on stage and he plays with Joe Perry and plays back-to-back leads with Joe Perry. And they go, are you kidding me? I'm a massive man. I'm also a massive Aerosmith fan. So for me, mate. Yeah. Joe's great, man. Joe's, oh, dude, you got to bring that down sometime. 
Oh, we would. We can't wait to get over there because that that show is a. It, we're the highest. We're we're like the most expensive bar band in the world <laughs> <laughs> because half of the songs we do are for all of our dead drunk friends. You know, all the guys that we used to drink and get high with that died. You know, those were the Hollywood vampires, the real ones, the the originals, and so. When we put the band together, we said, okay, we're only going to do cover songs from guys that we used to get high with and get drunk with. You know, when all of us have gotten sober now, we've been, so, I've been sober 38 years. So it's kind of interesting to, to look back at the Harry Nielsen and John Lennon and Keith Moon and, you know, T-Rex, all those guys, uh, and pick up their songs and do their songs, you know. Right. That'd be incredible. That, that would be incredible. I mean, uh, talking about, you know, rock and roll and, and everything like you've influenced so many of these dudes uh, that, you know, have also gone on to put their stamp on, you yeah. know, uh, metal and things like that. Like Rob, um, yeah. have you ever thought of doing like a, a duets type album with them? Like a concept album where they're playing different characters and coming it's in. It's so here? funny. I have done a duet with almost, I've done one with Marilyn. I've done one with Rob. I've done one, you know, almost everybody. I haven't done one with yeah. Slipknot yet, but you know, all the bands that were influenced by Alice. It's a great idea. Actually, it's a really good idea. But the funny thing is, is those guys are, are, I call them my disobedient children, you know, and, <laughs> you know, kiss and everybody, we're old friends. I mean, we go way back and we, we told kiss where to buy their makeup. So when people <laughs> thought I was shocked by kiss, I went, I, I've known these guys. I, I helped them get together. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But what about, you know, everyone's talking about rock and roll being dead and all that. kind. Of, I don't agree with that whatsoever, but I do think that it used to be dirty and it used to be pretty filthy. And now it seems that hip hop has sort of taken that sort of into the mainstream more so than anything. I mean, I think, look, I think rock and roll may be in a very good place right now. And I'll tell you why. After looking at it, when we first started, rock and roll was the outcast looking in looking in the window at at the at, at the feast of the party going on it was all top 40 right and now we're back to that we're where the grammys might have one rock band the foo fighters there's one year the only rock band on the whole grammys was the vampires we went on we were the only rock band there and now i kind of feel like we're the outlaws again and and i hope that that's young bands look at that and kind of go we're going to play our music no matter what goes on. And I think we're in that cycle now where you're going to see a lot of young rock bands coming up again because people are going to get tired of the divas. Yes. You know, and they're going to get tired of the, of the Vegas shows, what I call the Vegas shows. You know, I mean, those, these shows are Vegas. They're not rock and roll. No. And I mean, but lyrically, do you think uh, it's, it's got to get dirty again? Well, the, only, up to that? The, the only bands that really bring it, you know, when it, when it comes to coming, I, and I tell this to young bands, it, before you go on stage, go see the Foo Fighters, go see Green Day, go see some of these bands that every night they bring it. Yes. I mean, uh, my band, every night is all, all out, you know, and it's hard rock. It's guitar-driven hard rock. I said, but if you get on stage, and you look like you just walked off from the, from the mall and you're looking at your shoes while you're playing and you're singing mundane lyrics. You're not, what, what do you bring into the table? 
I said, if you're going to be a rock star, be a rock star. I said, get in their face, you know, and, and write songs. Don't just write riffs. You know, a lot of these guys just, they just write riffs and put a, a drum beat to it and then scream at me. And I go, that's not a song. <laughs> that's it. You know, why, why do songs from the sixties and seventies still get played? Because they were good songs. That's right. Melody. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We all learn from the Beatles, you know? Oh, mate. I, I, I listen to uh, the rebel at work down here. You know, you're on that. We listen yeah. to the yeah. show and man, like it's a good mix of all that stuff. And like, and the Beatles still hold up, eh? They're still <laughs> right. every band, every band from our generation. We were the next generation after the Beatles, and so we learned to play to to write songs, listening to the Beatles and the Yardbirds and the Stones and the Who, who all wrote great songs. So, you know, Aerosmith, Alice Cooper, Guns N' Roses were songwriters, and we all referred back to the Beatles. You know, of course, we got our attitude from the Who. We got our experimentation from the Yardbirds. Uh, lyrically, the Kinks, you know, it was very Chuck Berry, the way that they wrote. And so you borrow a little bit of all that, and then you decide what's our package going to be. What, what are we going to bring to the table? Well, for me, it was there's hundreds of Peter Pans out there and no Captain Hook. I will gladly be Captain Hook. And that's what we so love about you. To create the character Alice, you know, was like probably the beginning of what you, what you see in metal right now, you know, characters. That's it. That's it. And there's an honesty behind it too, that I love. Yeah, and, it's I love fun. Metal. And, and the thing about it is it's fun. Yep. You know, I mean, so many bands take themselves so damn seriously. You know, if you're not having fun doing what you're doing, then get out of it. Go, go be a welder or something. Do what makes you happy. But I see bands that are just so depressed all the time. And oh, man, they're always complaining. And I go, hey, I don't care about your politics. Tell me about your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Keep the, don't want the politics. We want, we want those, those old ACDC, dirty, right. filthy lyrics about, you know, getting down and well, I mean, you know, there's so many ways to, there's so many things to write about, you know, and it's just, I get, I, I, there's a song on the new album called Shut Up and Rock. Rock. And it basically is talking about that. Just, you know, I, I don't want to hear about how you spent your day. I don't want to hear about your yoga class. I don't want to hear about tofu. Just shut <laughs> up and rock. <laughs> it's the best, mate. Um, another thing is, I mean, obviously with touring, it's really hard at the moment. You can't. You know, hopefully, fingers crossed soon. But have you ever thought of maybe just heading out solo and doing like a spoken word type thing? You know, well, to- I don't, I, you know, I don't think I'd have fun doing that. Yeah. I, I really love playing Alice Cooper. I love the character. I love the whole extravaganza. I love getting ready for the show. I love stepping on the stage and turning into this character because what, who you're talking to now is not Alice. I mean, you know, Alice would never talk to anybody. He doesn't talk to me. <laughs> so this is a third person. You know, when I become that character, yes, I I really enjoy playing that character. And I, for a year and a half now, I haven't been on stage. So it's sort of like going through withdrawals, you know, of this thing. But I'm starting to see light at the end of the tunnel now. You know, and I know, especially in Australia, are you, yeah. you guys yeah. are having concerts now. Oh, it's awesome. We've got uh, we've got a few little festivals coming up soon that I'm yeah. super pumped for. 
And, uh, mate, it's, I mean, we've had our odd shows. We've been really, really lucky. I'm sorry to anyone out there that's suffering and, and stuff like that, but we have been very lucky in the fact yeah. that, especially here in Queensland, where we, we had small attendance shows where it was seated and it was weird playing them, but yeah, we, we're, we're ready, mate. We are so ready for, to tear those pits apart. I tell you, well, what, I, mate. You're, you know, Australia cleaned up the, the, the COVID thing faster than anybody, uh, you and New Zealand. And, you know, we're, we're over here sitting going, how come 70% of America's got COVID and Australia's already passed it, you know? So, yeah. but, but now at least 200 million Americans have been vaccinated, you know? So I think that there's going to be concerts just like the old days coming up. I'd say after summer, you know, Fingers crossed, mate. We, oh, yeah. We, I'm ready. Well, uh, we are too. And we, we'd love to see you. I mean, you've, you are only here. Well, we did the big, you know, burn show, you know, the, the yeah. thing with, the, with Queen. Yeah. And that was our last big concert. We had no idea that was going to be our last big concert, you know. So, but mate, we, we, Australia loves, loves Alice. I mean, you've been, oh, everyone's yeah. got a story. I've been there 14 times. <laughs> I think I buy, I've been there as much as anybody has ever been there. And uh, everybody, every band that goes to Australia doesn't want to leave, you know, because it's, it's so everything about Australia is, is really a lot. The audiences are great. It's just a great country all the way around. And uh, you know, it, it's, it's sort of the high point when you look at the world tour where you're going to go, you go, Oh, we're doing Australia. All right. You know, everybody kind of gets that's that's a big Thanks. vacation part of it. Right. Well, uh, we definitely can't wait to see you again. And uh, Alice, it's been just absolutely amazing hanging with you ever since I was a little dude and I found a cassette of Hey Student <laughs> and just changed, <laughs> absolutely changed my world, mate. I would not be doing all this stuff if it wasn't for uh, for you, my friend. So thank oh, you. Blame it on me. Okay. Blame yes. it on oh, oh. <laughs> 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 Thank you for being. Uh, just uh just brilliant and uh mate the new album is so awesome we'll have all the links down here alice take care and we'll see you soon my friend okay can't wait to get over there thank you thank you alice bye planning on traveling this summer make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from harris teeter it's easy download your evic coupon and for every dollar you spend with your vic card you'll get two fuel points that's up to one dollar per gallon on quality fuel at participating bp and harris teeter fuel centers download your evic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with evic and harris teeter fuel points